millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to drive into our round 14 review today. We kicked off on Friday night, 6pm, with the Manly Seagulls taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. Obviously, the Manly Seagulls without Tom Chavojevic, which we know uh, from earlier in the season. That normally spells trouble. Cowboys have uh, been floating along all right. Obviously, coming off origin, they had Val Holmes, who backed up there. Um, you know, Didn't have a huge amount of impact, though, but... This Manly side, once they clicked into gear, they were unreal. Obviously, playing for the first time at Four Pines Park. A smart play by Four Pines there, obviously. I think they've got all the taps there as well, so that was smart footy there. Uh, But this game, a bit of a weird one. I mean, um, after seven minutes, it was 12-0 to the Cowboys, and you thought, thought, oh, my God, here we go, you know. Obviously, it was Tommy Dearden's first game, so new combinations there. And from then on, it was just a landslide. It was the DCE show. He was unreal. Um, They managed to score the next... 44 points on the trot. Uh, 44 to 12 it was. Uh, Then the Cowboys scored at the very end through the hammer. Um... Once again, a try very much against the run of play. Uh, and then Brad Parker, he crashed over in the 77th minute to make it 50-18. to 18. Uh, Another team that's conceded 50 points this season now, the North Queensland Cowboys. And I think it's a huge confidence boost for the Manly Seagulls to do this without Tom Trevojevic. Obviously, he was still rested uh, from State of Origin 1. I must say I was a little bit surprised in the minutes that Jake Trevojevic played. Um, I thought he would have played very limited minutes in this game. He played 77 minutes. That just seems outrageous to me, to be honest with you. I couldn't believe he played that much footy. When you consider, you know, Paseca played 50 minutes, Marty Tapao played 53 minutes. I just, I couldn't get my head around that one. Um, you obviously had the, I think it was a HIA to Sipley very early in the games. He only played four minutes. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a very interesting rotation there. Moses Sully, he obviously came in and played big minutes as well, playing 70 odd minutes. But um, yeah, just not how I would have gone about using Jake Trevojevic, but I'm not Desi Hazler. I thought the two back rollers were sensational. Carl Lawton. And um, Ola Katua, he was amazing as well, scoring two tries. This is the guy, I'm not sure if you've all seen it, but from the New South Wales Cup at the start of the year, playing against the North Sydney Bears, uh, this guy, he broke his arm, and it was sickening to watch. Ikevalu was involved in it, a complete accident, but sickening to watch. And I sort of looked at it and went, my God, we won't see him for a while. And 
here we are, what, 10 weeks later, and he's absolutely carving up the NRL. He seems to score a try every week at the moment. So well done to him. A guy that made his debut last year. Didn't really have as much impact last year. I really didn't notice him, to be honest with you. Uh, but this year, he's really exploded, so he's doing really well. Star of the show, though, for me, was DCE. He was unreal. Uh, Ruben Garrick obviously threw over a heap of goals. I think he went seven from nine, so good game for him. Uh, Supercoach-wise, DCE top scored here, 148. Garrick, 106. Brad Parker, 103. Uh, Lachlan Kroger, 76. Lawton with another 76. I do feel like this guy's a bit of a trap. I know the Whisperer said that the other day. You've got Sean Kepe, who's going to return this week as well. I'm recording this before team list, so interesting to see where he is named. But Curtis Sirenen to come back in over the next few weeks too. So interesting to see how Lawton goes. Uh, but for me personally, I feel like there's, he's got trap written on his forehead. Marty Tapao, 69. Foz return with a 60. Paseca, 57. Jake Trevojevic with a 52 in 70-odd minutes there. Uh, Dylan Walker, he made a successful return, scoring a try, knocked up 34 points. Morgan Harper, a little bit disappointing for those owners, put up a 31, very unlike Morgan Harper. And Jason Saab, when he's not scoring meat pies, this is what he can do with 26 points there. For the Cowboys' top scorer, the Drinkwater, 77. The Hammer got 70. Tua Luggy, 65, very solid again. Jarvid Bowen, 65. Tommy Gilbert, 45. Cohen Hess, 43. Malolo, another disappointing 42. Uh, along with Val Holmes, who also got 42. I think a lot of people have been talking about Taumalolo over the next few weeks. I just don't think you can do it right now. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. He's just not being used as he probably should be. Uh, but I, I know they're trying to get the very best out of his career, obviously. But Taumalolo, I don't think he can be an option for anyone at the moment. Tom Dearden in his first game for the Cowboys, a disappointing 17 there. So the Cowboys, they'll be very keen uh, to turn it around this week. The late game, Friday night, saw the Cronulla Sharks taking on the Penrith Panthers. Really good game this. Obviously, the Sharkies went out to an 18-0 lead. Played some really good footy. I thought Sean Johnson was great. Um, probably the headline event, though, of course, Wade Graham. Uh, he had to leave the field. With what looked to be a head concussion, he then sort of hyperextended his knee as well. So it wasn't a good look for our game. wasn't a good look for Wade Graham. And as I said before earlier today, we're going to be missing him for a couple of weeks now, the Sharkies. So all the best to Wade Graham. It's a little bit scary when you see guys stumbling around like that in the modern game. Uh, we just know how it ends so often now with Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner as well. So we wish Wade Graham all the best, an absolute champion of our game, a brilliant footballer. It did bring Sifa Talakai onto his edge. So as I said, recording this before, team list. So keep an eye on Sivitalakai, Tyg Wilton, which one of them starts. Uh, but they led 18 nil. I thought they were really solid. Mulatalo, solid once again. I thought Toby Rudolph was great through the centre third, as was Aiden Tolman. Uh, the Penny Panthers, though, they came back from 18 nil down. They tied it back up at 18 all. Matt Burton, he just looked to carry the side. He was unreal, Matt Burton. I think he's still got so much more upside. It's not even funny. Penny Panthers obviously losing their second game in a row without their origin starts. First time they've lost two games in a row since 2019. So been a long time between drinks of the Panthers' edge. This is just the reality of being a successful team in the modern game, Origin. It is always going to be a big test, and this is something the Penrith Panthers are going to have to face. I'm really interested to see how they go this weekend with all these stars coming back in. Does it fall straight back into play straight away? How does it play out? I think it's going to be very interesting. Supercoach-wise, in this game, Mulatalo, he was the top scorer for the Cronulla Sharks with 84. Sean Johnson kicked the winning field goal and came up with 79 points. Toby Rudolph with a big 71. Aiden Tolman, 62. Nakora, 61. Aaron Woods, 53. Jesse Ramian, a very popular guy at the moment, 49. Uh, Connor Tracy, 43. Just keeps putting up numbers, Connor Tracy. Matty Moylan with a 41. Sifatalakai, 34. Played about 60 minutes there. I would have hoped for more out of Sifa, but that was essentially all base. So keep an eye on him 
over the next few weeks. Andrew Fafita, lowest scorer for the Cronulla Sharks on 15. For the Penrith Panthers, top scorer, Matty Burton. A lot of people that have brought him in, like myself, very happy with his performances. Api Curacao with a 73. Leota, 62. Isaac Tago came through and scored a brilliant try for 58. Stephen Crichton, 54. Scotty Sorensen, 52. Tyrone May, 52. The Fish, James Fisher-Harris, 49. A little bit disappointing uh, by his standards. Liam Martin backing up from Origin, 47. Robert Jennings, 46. Mitch Kenny got a 44. Kickow, another guy that's been very popular with a lot of people, 43. Dylan Edwards, a disappointing 41. Bit of a weird game uh, for the Penrith Panthers. Obviously, Charlie Staines with 20 points. You know, if he's not scoring tries, he's in a bit of Barney rubble. Um, very interesting game for the Penrith Panthers, as I said. I'm very keen to see how they play out over the next few weeks, but... The reality is for the Panthers now, their season doesn't start for another eight weeks or whatever it might be. So, uh, interesting to see how it plays out for them. Super Saturday kicked off with the Gold Coast Titans taking on the Sydney Roosters up there on the Gold Coast. An unbelievable game of footy. The Roosters went out to a huge lead. I almost kind of turned this one off, to be honest with you. The Roosters, they were just absolutely giving it to them. Uh, I know at half time, you know, the score was 18-4. The Roosters went out even further than that just after half time. Sammy Walker scored just after the half time break. And then Joey Manu backed that up as well to go out to a big lead. I think it was 30 to eight, maybe, or something like that. It was it was a big lead that I sort of thought, geez, they're, they're in all sorts now. And um yeah, then all of a sudden, the Gold Coast Titans, they just clicked into gear. They were unreal. Jamal Fogarty, he was the hero of the day, scoring the first two tries late on another one or two later as well. He, he was unbelievable, Jamal Fogarty. Kicked a heap of goals, five from six. Uh, and this is what I've always loved about Jamal Fogarty. Obviously, you know, in this game, they had a lot of guys backing up from State of Origin. They they went into this game without AJ Brimson, which was a huge loss for them. Um, they obviously had the young bloke, Jaden Campbell, came in, who did a really good job. But David Fafita, Tino, both played limited minutes, both played under 50 minutes. So for the Gold Coast Titans to compete in this game, um, a very tough pill to swallow for them. And of course, we went to Golden Point, and the man that won it for them, Sammy Walker, uh, probably won't be the last field goal. Sorry, we, we, we didn't go to Golden Point. It was in the 78th minute, we saw Sam Walker. Uh, bright break up in this one that was locked at 34 all with a brilliant field goal. Just looked so composed in the end. For the first time, you really saw Sam Walker get a little bit over the top excited. Sort of shows that he is getting confident uh, holding his place in this side. So the Roosters, though, I mean, they just keep rolling. They all probably knew that the Boyd Corner announcement was coming this week. A tough week for all involved. Still missing an absolute heap of troops, but is what good systems do. They just push on. Obviously, James Tedesco, he was rested for this game as well. So a lot of changes there. Thought Suwali was really good in this game as well. And Adam Kieran, a guy that I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, who probably early didn't live up to the hype that I gave him. But I think you can start to see the X factor this guy's going to have. I think he has to be the hooker until Sammy Veros returns. He's been unreal. Supercoach-wise in this one, the Gold Coast Titans topped with Jamal Fogarty, 150. Jared Wallace, 91. Big Tino, 78. Kevin Proctor with a 70. Brian Kelly with a 70. Tyrone Peachy, 69. Greg Marcius, 64. And I believe like 50-odd in base, which was unbelievable. Jermaine Joliffe, 49. David Fafita, 47. Jaden Campbell, 47. Um, Philip Sammy with a 38. Patrick Herbert, 26. No one else overly relevant there. For the Sydney Roosters, top scorer was Ikavali with 107. Joey Manu with a 97. Angus Crichton, 87. Jared Warea Hargraves. What about his performances the last two weeks? I put up an Instagram post the other day, which was just a take from Twitter that I saw. He's been unreal, scoring 79 points on the weekend. Essentially all base. Unbelievable. Sam Walker with a 69 and a match-winning field goal. Daniel Tupu, solid 62. Lockie Lamb, 54. Adam Kieran, 52. If this is a guy you picked up 
in your deep draft leagues and you need a halfback, my God, you're doing pretty well with this kid now. Isaac Lou, 47. Um, Joseph Sawali got a 32. Josh Morris with a 22. Uh, ben Marsky went a negative one, unfortunately. Not much else to read into with that game. The middle game on Saturday saw the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Newcastle Knights. Look, I thought the Knights did a tremendous job to put up a really good fight in this game. And um, they're a team that's been struggling for a long time. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks before anyone else was essentially. This team is in deep trouble. I thought the other night they were really spirited against South Sydney. Um, I don't know how much I read into it because this is what South Sydney does. They tend to play down to a lot of sides. Um, they, they just can't put together a full 80 minutes and they, they didn't the other night once again. But really good teams, they can pour, play poorly and still win and that's what South Sydney are doing at the moment. I thought Walker, he was fantastic the other night. I thought Latrell Mitchell, a bit of a mixed bag but some of the touches he had, he's just electrifying Latrell Mitchell. He's unreal. South Sydney, they left a heap of points out there as well, bombed a couple of tries. For the Newcastle Knights, um, you know, just put up a really good fight but they just need their stars back, don't they? And I mean, you could say that for every side that's missing side players, but this Newcastle side, they're desperate for Mitch Pearce and Caelan Ponga to walk back into this side. I thought Jacob Saifidi, coming off origin, he was unreal the other night. He was sensational. As was Jaden Braille. I thought, Kurt Mann, he's copped a lot of shit recently. Um, I, you know, I was really happy to see him put together a solid performance there as well. They're just hit and miss until they get these stars back. Jaden Braley's doing a good job as well. The Saifidi brothers, as I said, both were fantastic, but um, yeah, some of the selections that I'm seeing, the way that Mitch Barnett's being used, obviously Connor Watson was at 5'8". Uh, they had Bradman Best get injured as well, so didn't all go the Newcastle Knights way. In fact, very little did go the Knights way. So a tough gig for them, losing 24-10. to 10. It was close at halftime, but then the South Sydney class got them home. For the Rabbitohs in Supercoach, AJ, he topped with 124. Cody Walker was second with 76. If you're like me and you brought both of these guys in for your Supercoach Classic team this week, happy days. I had the VC on AJ. So for him to get 124, I was able to take that to get a solid score this week. Very happy. Braden Burns, 60, very solid. Totola, 57. Mark Nichols, 54. Kulam and Tungy out of Origin Camp, 54. Jaden Silver backing up after Origin, 52. Adam Reynolds, 49. Latrell Mitchell, 48. Jacob Host, 45. Campbell Graham, 44. Tom Burgess with a 37 there. No, nothing else to really touch on in that game, uh, except for the Knights Supercoach scores, of course. Jacob Saifidi, 67. Kurt Mann, 66. Jake Clifford on club debut, 62. Daniel Saifidi with a 58. Jaden Braley, 56. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, 52. Uh, Dominic Young scored his first try in first grade. Good to see. 52 points there. He's a big, big heap of thing, isn't he? Hard to handle. Mitch Barnett, 47. Connor Watson, a disappointing 34. Bradman Best, a 31 before he got injured. Um, yeah, Jack Johns, 15. Croker on his debut, 14 super coach points there. The late game on Saturday saw two desperate teams come head-to-head in the nation's capital. We had the Canberra Raiders taking on the Brisbane Broncos. For the Canberra Raiders, probably the star of the day for me was Simonson moving to fullback. Um, you know, I sort of heard after that this is a position he's been wanting to play for a long time. He's obviously got that experience in the rugby sevens and whatnot. And uh, I thought his hands were unreal the other night. He did so much better than what I expected him to. I think he's sort of been a bit of a waste on that wing. Now I see him at a fullback, to be honest with you. But we'll see how he backs it up over the next few weeks. But Simonson, I thought he was great. Uh, the two origin stars for the Canberra Raiders, Josh Papali and Jack White. And obviously Papali didn't play in game one, but... These two, they were unreal. Both scored tries in this game. Both were very impressive. Matty Tomoko, a guy that I talked about a lot in the lead-up to this game, I thought he was great as well. He's a real 
talent of the f- f- future. Uh, Harawira Naira, he's another guy that just keeps on impressing. Just so hard to handle. He was unreal. I think Sam Williams doing a really good job with this side. I think he's in a really tough situation, but I think he's handling it really well. The thing that did worry me, Joey Tapanay, he looked a little bit gassed to me, to be honest. He doesn't quite look like the old Joey Tapanay that we know and love, but First week back from injury. We'll give him a couple of weeks to warm back to the task. For the Brisbane Broncos, um, disappointing game here. I never, I don't know, maybe I'm too harsh on the Broncos, but I never really felt like they were in this contest. I never really thought they were going to overly trouble um, the Canberra Raiders. They led early. I think it was, you know, 12-0 after about 15, 20 minutes or so. Tyson Gamble scored a lucky try. Tessie New came in at fullback. I thought he looked reasonably good. Scored a pr- pretty good little try there. Uh, but this team, I don't know. They're just... They just feel like, to me, they're going nowhere fast. Obviously, Isako, he was dropped after last week's disappointing game. Carmichael Hunt came in, didn't have a huge contribution, was solid. Uh, but, yeah, they've got some serious work to do, the Brisbane Broncos. I'm not sure who they've got next week. But, obviously, going down to Canberra, always a tough gig. No one enjoys going to the nation's capital when it's this time of the year. So cold. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Supercoach wise for the Canberra Raiders, Simonson 116, Josh Papali 97, Jackie Whiten came up with an 83, as did Tomoko 83, Emre Gula 82. Very impressive performance from him, Mascot Jr. there, Sammy Williams 59, Hadawira Naira 56, uh, Ryan Sutton 53, geez, he's improved out of sight this year, Sebastian Chris with a 51, Joshy Hodgson with a 46, Tapanay with a 43, all things considered, a pretty good score there, Whitehead with a 35, Tommy Starling with a 9 in limited minutes. For the Brisbane Broncos, top score was Cobbo with 66, making a real fist of his first season of first grade, Tevita Pangai Jr. 63, Matty Lodge 61, Jesse Arthurs with a 60. Tyson Gamble with a try, 57. Payne Haas, another disappointing 56. Not really not really playing to the standard we know, we know Payne Haas can, but it is during Origin. It's a tough gig for a young body like his. Jake Turpin, 49. Alex Glenn, 48. Herbie Farnsworth, 44. Tessie New, a 43 with a try there. A little bit disappointing considering he scored a try. And that about wraps it up for the Brisbane Broncos. Obviously, Carmichael Hunt came up with a 20-odd. And Kobe Hetherington, minus five. He was obviously sent off in this game, which made a huge difference to this result. Sunday afternoon footy kicked off with the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Melbourne Storm. Obviously, the New Zealand Warriors, they get Adam Fanua Blake back, but they were without Reese Walsh in this game. A huge loss. He was unreal against Melbourne last time. Uh, probably the biggest news to come out of this loss for the Warriors is that Chanel Harris-Tavita he's injured. He's going to be a massive loss for them this season. I really like the way this kid goes about his footy. Very disappointed to see him out. Um, I thought that the Warriors, I mean they, they just came up against a red hot side didn't they? Like the Melbourne Storm, they are just such a good system. And this is why I've tipped them to win this premiership. I know Penrith are going to win a billion games in a row. They're going to you know, they're, they're going to lose less than three or four games this season. But when you get to finals footy, I just think this team, they are just built to win a premiership this year. I think this combination between Brandon Smith and Harry Grant, this little dynamic duo, we'll touch on it later in the week, but they are just unbelievable at the moment. You're coming from the biggest Harry Grant fan ever right here. 
But what Bellamy's doing with Brandon Smith, the way that he uses them in tandem, it is just unreal. Brandon Smith, he goes from being the best hooker on the field to being the best 13 on the field as soon as Harry Grant comes on the field. It is just unreal what they've going on. What he's got, what he's getting out of Nico Hines at the moment as well. He's playing splendid footy, a great signing for the Cronulla Sharks. Tommy Eisenhuth, another guy that just keeps filling in spots here and there for the Melbourne Storm and just keeps on producing. Scored a great try on the weekend. He was unreal. Jerome Hughes, probably the silent achiever in this team, just goes about his business every week. You know, your outside backs as well, very solid. Josh Adokar, you know, Remus Smith, these sort of guys, they just don't miss a job for you. Just an unreal system they've got at the moment. So impressive. Obviously, probably the quietest guy the other night was Cameron Munster. Um, And I mean, when you then consider they still scored 42 points and Munster was far from his best, good God. It is saying something about this system. And this Warriors time side, mate, they're a tenacious little bunch. This was Ken Mamalo's last game. You saw the emotion around that. They wanted to be up for this game. And a very, very tough gig for them. This Melbourne team, they are just so impressive. Um, I thought Josh Curran, it was his first game back. He looked really good. Tohu Harris as well, just putting in an absolute shift. Roger Tuovasashek doing so much work. The one thing about that, I'm obviously I'm disappointed to see uh, young Harris to beat Ringer, but I'm really excited to see Nick Arima uh, handed the keys to this team. I just love when he's in control. They still play a little bit unorthodox. He doesn't play a traditional halfback role. They play very Warriors football, and I think Nick Arima, he's a fantastic guy to build around, especially when you bring Reese Walsh back into this side. So, excited for the Warriors have got a really good draw over the next three or four weeks. I wouldn't be surprised to see them win three on the trot here, to be honest with you. For the New Zealand Warriors, top scorer, super coach wise, Ken Marlow, 105, Nick Arima, 73, Roger the Dodger, 66, Tohu Harris, 57. Not very often Tohu goes below 60 there, so potentially a little bit disappointing, but I mean, when you're disappointed with a 57 in base from Tohu, it's saying something about him. Ewan Aitken, 54, Josh Curran on return, 49. Uh, R. Mauer, disappointing, 36. Uh, Adam Fanua Blake here returned with a 32. You'll see much more minutes out of him over the next few weeks and much bigger scores, I'm predicting. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita obviously got injured for a 7 there. For the Melbourne Storm, top scorer, Nico Hines, 87. Harry Grant, 83. Brandon Smith, 80. Tommy Eisenhurst, 79. Jerome Hughes, 71. Justin Olam, 64. Dale Finucane, 52. Josh Adokar with a 50. Remus Smith, another guy a lot of people have with a 49 there. Tui Kamikamika, 43. Felice Cafusi, a 40. As we said, Cameron Munster, very, very quiet in this game. Only scored 30 in Supercoach. So anyone that's held on to him, extremely disappointing for you. But, geez, you're playing with fire anyway, I think. The second game, Sunday afternoon, saw the Paramount Eels taking on the West Tigers. West Tigers obviously coming off some good form the last few weeks. Um, but this is where the tough run was always going to start, and the Eels, they did an absolute number of them. Um, they you know they got pretty fired up at the end here, the Tigers, to be fair. But, I mean, the game was already well and surely dusted. I thought Mitch Moses was unreal. Gutho was great. Wonga Blake, he's looking sensational. The start that Nathan Brown had to this game was unbelievable. His first half was just insane. And it's a stat that I think we need to be keeping in rugby league. Nathan Brown at the moment, he's the king of getting these six-again counts with just a hard run back through the ruck. He has just been sensational, Nathan Brown. Threw an offload to Clint Gutherson for his first try. Threw an offload again for Gutho's second try as well. So Nathan Brown, he was unreal. Joey Lussick, obviously replacing Reid Marnie. He did a fantastic job as well. Very impressive. Good to see Dylan Brown running around again too. Absolutely love this kid. He's got... Huge potential. It's not even funny. Uh, probably the biggest nightmare for Supercoach players right now is working out this Isaiah Papali'i and this Ryan Madison rotation they do with uh, young Bryce Cartwright on the bench. It's just so hard to work out what's going to happen. Um, you know, Ryan Madison obviously spent a lot of time off the field the other day, uh, which is very disappointing. Isaiah Papali'i, I believe he got sin bin towards the back end. So 
Uh, super coach wise, very hard to work out what these two are doing and how what what, what role you're going to see Bryce Cartwright play. But I think it's just going to be a balancing act for the Parramatta Eels. For the Tigers, I thought Jacob Little, he was unreal. He was probably the best player on the field for them by far and away. I thought he was great. Leilua, he was a little bit down on his performance, but it was just a game that they were just never in. The Eels, they really put a number on them. They're looking very impressive at the moment, the Eels, which worries me. I really hope they're not peaking once again before we get to August and September football. It's always been my big worry with them. Uh, but hopefully we can see this real permanent Eels side stand up once we get to finals footy. S- second half against this side, they just blew them away against the West Tigers. They were just too good, Parramatta. And another team that probably left a couple of tries out there too, realistically. Uh, Supercoach-wise, in this game, for the Parramatta Eels, top scorer was Mitch Moses with 112, scored a classy try there. Clint Gutherson, 95 with two tries. Isaiah Papali'i, 85. Joey Lusick, 81. Nathan Brown, 77. Dylan Brown, 64. Wonga Blake, another impressive performance from him for a 60. Obviously, scored a try that bounced into his hands that he got to put down, but still... A 43 without any real attacking stats there. Sean Lane, 58. Regan Campbell-Gillard, 50. Junior Paulo, 48. Tommy Opachik, 48 as well. Micah Sivo, 44. He's set to miss um, next week as well. This week coming. So interesting to see how that one plays out. You will probably see Blake Ferguson come in. But stay tuned for our Teamless podcast for that, which should have dropped about 25 minutes ago. You can have a listen to that. Bryce Carwright came on for a 17 in that game. For the West Tigers, top scorer, Jacob Little was their best on ground by far and away, 69. Seafarth, 55, got very fired up in this game. Alex, 12, 55. Billy Walters, good to see him back in first grade, 49 points. Tommy Talao, 48. Jimmy the Jet, 48 with a meat pie. Luciano Lelua, 46. Uh, Luke Brooks, 45. Big Stefano, 39. He's a guy that I feel like he's really starting to find his way in first grade. I thought he looked out of place the last couple of weeks. Looked to me like a kid that... Obviously dominated Harold Matz and SG Ball just because of his size and everyone's caught up to him. But I think he's starting to find his way, which is very exciting. Joe Offerhen Gowie, 32, backing up from Origin. Uh, David Nofaluma, 26. I think this is going to be the reality of him over the next few weeks. Same as Dane Laurie, 21. They're probably two guys you need to trade for me. Sean Bloor, uh, he obviously got Simbin in this game for 14 points. Very disappointing. Adam Dwayne, if you're an owner of him, nine points here. Uh, Another one very disappointing. Hopefully we get to see him out again this week playing there. The last game of the week came on the Monday. A really good game of footy here and a fantastic win for the Canterbury Bulldogs. I must say this is one that I enjoyed. As poorly as the Dragons played, so good to see this Canterbury team get some results for all the hard work they're putting in. A guy that I spoke about a lot in the preseason is Jake Avarillo. I've got huge raps on this kid. I think he could be a superstar. I don't think he's a halfback. I think he's more of a fullback. Uh, but he just played so well the other day, scoring two tries, scoring 101 in Supercoach. He was unreal, Avarillo. He was unlucky not to score a third try as well, realistically. Adam Elliott, I thought he was great, but I thought the big difference to this team, and I think he got Jake Avarillo on the front foot, was Jeremy Marshall King, a guy that... Another one of these hookers that I sort of thought he was just a meat and potato hooker, but last night... Sorry, yesterday afternoon, what we saw from him was unreal. Jeremy Mushkin, probably the best game of footy I've seen him play. The boys up front, Luke Thompson, Jack Hetherington, they were unreal. As The same as Josh Jackson through the middle. He obviously got sin-binned, uh, but had a fantastic game outside of that controversial call there. I thought Jack Hetherington, of course, there was a moment where he lied down for a penalty, copped a bit of a spray from Blake Laurie and Jack DeBellin and whatnot. But look, I know you don't like it, but this is the reality of our game, unfortunately. If I was out there and Jack Hetherington, I knew there was a chance for my team to put two points on the board. I'll lie there as well. I know we like to have the tough guy game and whatnot, but, you know, these guys, they've got to hold their spot every week. The way that you hold your spot is by winning games of football. There's no way Trent Power would have been mad at him for what he did. So, and look, I'm sure Jack Hetherington Hetherington isn't happy doing that sort of stuff, but 
This is the reality of the beast at the moment with our game. Thought for the Dragons, they were incredibly disappointing. I thought Paul Vaughan, he was really strong through the middle. Andrew McCulloch made about 63 tackles. He was unbelievable. Jack Burb was good on his edge. Had a couple of drop balls, though. Uh, Jackson Ford, solid through the middle again. But this team, they just looked a little bit out of thoughts. Uh, Jack DeBellin, he obviously led in the first try to Jake Avarillo. That's happened to him. You know, each game that he's played so far this year, he's been stood up by a ball-running halfback. So... A bit of work still to be done on Jack DeBellin, but no big shocks there, realistically. A really good win for the Canterbury Bulldogs, though. Very impressive, 28-6. Uh, there was a moment where I think they were up by 14 with 20 minutes to go, and I sort of said to my mates, God, do we trust this team to close this game out? And they did, to be fair. Jacob Rillo's game, I thought his kicking game, the back end of the game was sensational. Uh, but the Dragons, they've got some serious work to do. They look like they're in all sorts. I think that they're... I, I, I think their record against top eight teams is better than bottom eight teams, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, and that's just been the story of them for the last couple of years. Supercoach-wise, Canterbury Bulldogs top scorer, Avarillo with two tries, 101. Adam Elliott with a 90. JMK, Jeremy Marshall-King, 75. Nick Meaney, 67. Rumours of him uh, circulating at the moment. Going to check out Melbourne Storm facilities. That'll be a very interesting move. Luke Thompson, 59. Jack Hetherington, 59. Josh Jackson, 56. Matt Dory, 43. Uh, Dylan Napa, 37. Will Hopawade came up with a 34. Brandon Wakeham with a 30 as well. Uh, Corey Waddell came off the bench for a 12. Nick Kotrick, a very quiet 20 points there. For the Dragons, top score. Wow, Paul Vaughan. Just 58 points. Very grim there. Andrew McCulloch, 56. Jack Bird, 56. Blake Laurie, 50. Corey Norman, 48. Jackson Ford, 47. Cody Ramsey, 47. Pretty solid score for anyone that brought him in there, considering they got slapped by 22 points. Viliami scored a try for 46. Jack DeBellin, 43. Pretty good score there for Jack DeBellin as well, considering how much upside he's got. Tariq Sims backing up from Origin with a 36. Ravalawa with a disappointing 23. But probably the biggest letdown from this St. George Illawarra side for anyone that has them. One was Ben Hunt. He got a 14, but probably owned by a few more people. I know he did really well last week. Matt Dufty with a 21. I know there would have been a couple of people that might have put the C on him in this game for a bit of a pod move. And that one's probably come close to ending your season, unfortunately. A very, very tough pill to swallow there. That's our round 14 review. Uh, We dropped just earlier today. We had our 24 hours of news. We had our NRL players poll this morning. If you haven't listened to that, go back and have a listen to it. And then, of course, we had the live team list, uh, which dropped about an hour or so ago. So go back and have a listen to all of those guys. As you can hear my voice, it is slowly dying on me. So I'll see how I go for podcasts over the next few days. If I don't get them out, though, I always appreciate your support. Thanks for your patience. Cheers, guys. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.